Yeah, and like <laughs> getting, getting crazy returns for a while. I'm like, fuck yeah, double down. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course the second I double down, it's like, yo, oh, you fucking idiot. Is this your first time on a, yeah. a podcast, by the way? Yeah, absolutely. Welcome. What do you think about the setup and, and whatnot? I love it. I'm kind of like shocked, shock and all. Like I haven't seen anything like this before. I guess I've only seen it a few times, but never where I was actually actively involved with it. Yeah. So it's a little odd, especially when you guys are staring at me with this. I'll look over here. I can look over I'll, here. I'll, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> I welcome it, but it's cool. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. And Mr. B, Mr. B is the easiest route. Mr. We take. B is good. Mr. B is good. <laughs> BB, baby. BB, baby. Uh, Mr. B is a little bit better than that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with uh, we'll go with Mr. B. But Mr. B, appreciate you so much for hopping on the show. Yeah, thanks. And for, uh, for everyone else tuning in, welcome to Eat My Assets episode fourteen. Fourteen. That's my lucky number. Because it's Troy Bolton's number in High School Musical. Wait, was then was last episode episode fourteen? I feel like I've heard her say this before. But no, last before. episode was thirteen. Because remember we talked about the thirteenth elevator floor or the right, floor the, in the building. The myth with that. Yeah. Right. So that yeah. that was the conversation. Yeah. Where did that originate? Isn't it like bad luck? And then it was so much so that when they would, whenever they would build buildings, mm-hmm. they wouldn't put a 13th exactly. floor. Exactly. But right? then 14 would be, would be the 13th. That doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, we're all people of color. Oh yeah. Hey, wow. D and I. Talk about D, <laughs> D, E, and I. Oh, it's D, E, and I? Equity. Ah. Equity, yeah. Equitable. Look yeah. at this. Yeah. Wow, look at us. Yeah. <laughs> Guys. I feel, I feel like most people no do... <laughs> Oh, were we? I'm yeah. so sorry. I didn't. I didn't even realize. I was really trying to think about what we what we just spoke about. For everyone else tuning in, eat my ass. That's what we're about. Really trying to help you understand how New Yorkers are managing their finances today. So goes without saying, this information here it's not financial advice. Uh, but with that, I'm joined here by uh, our co-star Ross. Star. It's the first <laughs> time you said that. Hey. It'll be co-something every time. And then we got Mr. B. Mr. B, join us. Hello. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. You're sort of recently new to New York City, too. Is very. That correct? Very. Since, uh, what, September? Oh. End of August. Mm. Yeah. Very, New York very baby. new. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great that I'm here because hopefully you guys can help me think through some things. <laughs> well, what's like the difference that you've seen so far between New York and Dallas? Um, well, I would say the expenses are a little bit same, but also they vary. I would, I, I say for New York, it's very front end, whereas Dallas is more back end. So if I, if I want to, <laughs> yeah, no, if, if I want to do something, it's, uh, down the line, it'll be more expensive. Like say like housing, it, oh, yeah. if I, the nicer I want to go, obviously you're going to pay more. But if I had to find something immediately there, I can find something pretty nice for a smaller amount whereas here it's like the brokerage free mm-hmm. I, I didn't even know what that was i paid like four grand you oh paid four grand God. for the brokerage yeah. fee four grand for the brokerage fee and then we paid because no. i have one other roommate and then we paid um like 1.5 of like what the rent would be so we paid additional so like what the first month would would have been, but then we added to it. To oh. who? I don't know. It's a property management oh, something. No. Oh, it was no. insane. So the the move alone for me out of pocket immediately was like 
six grand. But like that broker's fee, do they charge it based on the first month's rent or do they just charge a random ass fee? They, I guess it varies because we wow. asked them, we, we essentially said, we'll sign today, but you're going to have to reduce this yeah. drastically because oh I think originally it was six to seven, maybe eight. And, oh I mean, our apartment God. is nice, but it is not Dude, nice to that extent. Is that extent. legal? That is so much. It has like three to be times legal here, rent. I guess. Yeah. It, it, right? That's crazy. Shell shock. Shell yeah. Shock. <laughs> How much was rent in Dallas? Back- oh, wow. Uh, including utilities and everything, um, I was spending maybe 15 Wow. Rent yeah. itself including was 14 utilities? Yeah. Wow. 15, 15, 15 60 <laughs> Now here it's uh, rents probably sixteen fifty, and then after everything else included, probably like seventeen. Mm-hmm. Seventeen. Damn! So that four thousand fee was that was I was so I was surprised. I literally oh, wow, couldn't even pay that. Like I don't have that much to pay. No, I mean <laughs> that's a lot of mo- that's a lot of money for it's a lot. out of pocket. Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. crazy. What brought you to uh, New York? By the way, was it your job? Specifically? Um, so much so that it was a new job. So more opportunistic. Uh, I was not loving what I was doing in Dallas. Essentially, what I was doing is uh, I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> you see the memories, the flashback. I got back to it. Um, no, just went into deep. Yeah. Like, oh, you could see sorrow. it on my face. You could. Uh, so I was doing um, sales for a tech startup and everything like that. So there's obviously pros and cons with any type of startup that you're doing, but yeah. it was so much so that it just wasn't worth the bandwidth in terms of like my energy, my day to day. Like it was too demanding. And just even on like the financial end, it wasn't as rewarding as it should have been. Mm. It was a great opportunity, especially coming straight out of college. Fine. Mm. But I got poached with a better offer and I got a New York offer, some say. And I was like, well, I'll just do that instead. (laughs) Was it the the typical like SDR? You start off as SDR, make your way up like account executives. Yeah. Yeah. So, how, how much are you getting? Oh, sorry, what were you saying there? Oh, no, no, no. You're right on the money with that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even you know. Oh, <laughs> we like puns over here. We quite, do like puns. Yeah. Quite literally. I'm glad you guys got that. <laughs> Did you wear green on purpose because you're coming oh, on the show God. for the... No, this was an accident. <laughs> but now you are a pun. <laughs> now I am a walking pun. <laughs> subliminal. He, he knew the subliminal. I did. Yeah. I did. I did. <laughs> how much were you making when you started off there? Oh, wow. It was abysmal. Um, <laughs> it really was. Wait, like, wait, I don't... It was just really small. Um, I don't know why bad, yeah. I accepted it. Uh, it was like Damn. before I even brought commission in, it was like hovering 40s, like mid 40s, really bad. But Is then after commission, it was very good. Yeah. But Is an SDR like typical entry range like 40? In New York, it's a little bit higher it's, just because it's, it's New York like City. It's probably 60 now in New York. Yeah, 50, okay. 55, yeah. 60. That makes sense. Everywhere else, I'd say 40, 45. If you get 50, that's good. Yeah, so that's oh. reason. That's like within mm-hmm. realm, but... It's an incentive job, though. So, you, I mean, yeah. they want to give you what you can live off of, but I don't see anyone really living off of 40, 50, mm-hmm. realistically. So. How, are, how are you living off that in Dallas? Uh, I never did. I surprisingly did pretty well. So... Every month I was getting my normal paycheck, but then also I was getting a commission cut uh, every what other week. So that was pretty much sustaining me. Um, I think after when I included everything, it it was it was way up there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think think of it. Yeah, no, I mean, but it's sales. So really, (laughs) I don't even really think there was any skill involved. How much are you making there with commissions, too, you think, like in total salary? Um, compensation, sorry. 
Yeah, I probably so it was like forty, and then probably with commissions made another twenty on top of that. Oh hell yeah, so. that's a really good commission. Yeah, like six six thirty three percent. Yeah, good. so it really helped out because initially I was like, "There's no way I could do this," but I yeah. guess that's the driving point is to incentivize yourself. Like, well, if I don't do this, I'm gonna be broke on the street. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> might as well do something, you know. <laughs> yeah. How, where did that lead to New York? Because New York is expensive. Like we talked yeah, about, yeah, it, it New is expensive. expensive. Like, um, you mean in terms of the, the work or the work and the salary? Like, what happened when you moved? Like, what job did you take? Were you still an SDR when you moved, or were you already an account executive? So by the time I think I'd gotten one promotion. So essentially when I started, I started off as like the entry associate level. And then Mm -hmm. I got one promotion, which is not their account executive, but like just a bump below that. So more of like a business development role. Yeah. Like you're still learning the day to day of like the AE role. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that and get incorporated. So if I, if I stuck another six months or a year, I'm sure that would have come about but case, I was yeah. just over it <laughs> I was over it and then you know I found myself here uh, I kind of told myself well I want to do something else I don't love the the front end of sales where I'm doing these cold calls reaching out that's horrible yeah. so I went to the other side of sales so now I'm in post sales almost like customer success to some degree oh you're a CSA oh. are you a customer success manager almost uh, it's technically I I just manage our clients for the long haul but uh very hands-on with it but i guess you would call it almost like Isn't a that what success. we gotta dig yeah. in there it's a little bit different than uh my my girlfriends but mm-hmm. gotta dig in here because when you texted us that depends on my schedule and yeah. me and ron saw that i was like what is mr b yeah. talk like what is I, mr b do here? i don't know i actually we've known each other for a little bit and i don't know what you do at all yeah That's why i was excited oh. to be here are you the cia you do yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you'll you'll ask some people that are in my company and they'll ask me what do i do oh. it's it's oh. a pretty newish role and essentially what we do is we are you know the middle point of contact for our deliverables, which is uh, essentially like we deliver information, you know, so anything that's back. I wish I wish I don't know if wink I want to be in the government. Or wink. Yeah. You don't even have to wink. We believe you. Deliver information. What What's the official role of what's your official title called? So the official title is uh, I'm an engagement manager. Engagement. So. Manager. In terms of that, it's more specific with what's going on with the projects. Yeah. So we work with a lot of people in a lot of different industries. So there's no one particular thing, but essentially we have this network of uh, people that have these informations. You might have a, a, a tenured doctor that has done 20 years of research for this particular niche thing in the medical world, right? Or you might have a lawyer that's really good with a very specific thing with... Uh, I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. So if yeah. I'm understanding this correctly, you'll be able to connect these like super smart people Correct. with the people that need that information. Exactly. Do you do like uh, interviews too? Like do you sign yeah. up for interviews for so the two people? That's a part of the process for our team. That's yeah. not what I do. Essentially uh, yeah. when the dotted line is signed, that's when it gets shipped off to me mm-hmm. and then it's in my care until it's completed yeah. or, you know, it's no longer needs to be required. Is know, it kind of like forward. project managing, but with, yeah in a way yeah exactly so Hmm. think of me as as uh the letter b obviously and then (laughs) you know we start with a and then we have c so i'm in the middle and i'm just amplifying any communications or just facilitating that relationship because apparently these people don't want to get in the room and do this by themselves yeah i guess it takes time it takes money right so i'll do that i'll do updates monthly Mm check-ins um 
dilemmas, you know, quick wow. emergencies, things like that. My day is never the same. That's why my schedule's <laughs> always changed. Well, he saw because I'm guessing you're are your some of your clients like consulting yeah. consultancy agencies because yep. they need these experts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Wow. I've, yeah, I've heard of uh, because I had friends that worked at McKinsey and whatnot. And mm-hmm. I've always heard that. And uh, like how they get experts, but I've never actually met someone that worked on that end. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Which exactly. always seemed like a cool business model. So, engagement manager, how much are you making uh, per per year? Or yeah. What's your salary at? Right well, now? way more than what I was making in Dallas, uh, <laughs> and it's guaranteed. But it's it's interesting because it's also incentivized. So, I think oh. my base is seventy ish at the check. Wow. Seventy Almost something, so. but then we also get incentivized for things. So we get a quarterly um like commission checks and things like that so that definitely facilitates things and that's that's a big chunk so i think after everything's said and done before you know i'm doing my taxes with uncle sam (laughs) uh i'm coming out 80s 90s i guess nice so like double yeah Yeah, close to double almost nearly that's awesome. Yeah. You're going to need it out here. Yeah. I, I'm feeling it. I realize that I definitely need it. Yeah. All I think, every time you said information, I just kept thinking. CIA? This guy's literally a secret agent. I kept thinking no. CIA. And then when you were like transferring information, like lining up, I thought mafia. <laughs> yeah. That sounds way more sexier. The mafia route. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The mafia. Yeah. Yeah. That could I'm be into nice. the mafia. Yeah. I mean. I think. I guess we can't glorify it too much. I can't say <laughs> too much about names, but I know someone that used to work in, in, in the, the mafia? mafia as like a software developer for the what? Really? For the mafia. How do you yeah, get an in? Developing. Wait, you gotta you gotta <laughs> run me through this. It's weird. So they're running like a they're running a shop. I can't say what kind. Of, I can't do too much specifics. But okay. basically, it's one right. of those mom and pop well, shops. Yeah, one of those mom pop shops. He was a software engineer, and one uh, one day a rival gang just like shot up a local restaurant with the head honcho's son. And while this person was working in that mom and pop shop, tons of mafia just came and surrounded the entire area to protect oh, like the head mobster. My and God. he thought he was going to die. He thought he was legit in the middle of a, the middle of a gang where he was going to die. So, Oh my yeah, god. If that, that's you, you better no, no, <laughs> Yeah, let no, us no. know now. I, I take back everything I just said with the mafia. I'm okay with that. That's not my lifestyle. Not, not for me. No. With that money that you're making right now and now in New York City, how do you currently budget? Yeah. All that money? Um so in Dallas it was a bit more consistent because I could really outline i can really plan out you know how i wanted to go about my mm. my weeks and my my weekends right back might, might do one day <laughs> on a friday or a saturday <laughs> i'll give myself a budget with new york one thing i've noticed is that there's a lot of sporadic mm-hmm. behavior going on so that well. flares up with finances you know like there's oh, been yeah. nights i've had i'm like oh wow i really should have stayed in you know so it's too hard it, it really is it's and i'm i think i'm still trying to get on a roll with that because i haven't what i've been hearing almost half a year something like that a little yeah. bit more than half a year and i still need to get used to that because mm-hmm. like though i'm able to save and i can budget right so like in my mind i've rent food um extra expenditures maybe like uh entertainment mm-hmm. something like that and then you know nightlife whatever yeah, yeah. Probably, n- nightlife is probably not the right word for that but, <laughs> Um, but then going out. and then i have an amount that like i'll dedicate to a certain account that i just it gets shipped out there for my paycheck already. It's allocated. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about that. It's always getting something. And that's for like 
rainy days, you know? Yeah. And then I have uh, another portion that just goes to, like, this is my fuck around fun, you know? Like, yeah. I can do stuff with Vacations it. Vacations and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, but in New York, it's hard because there's just too mm-hmm. much... Too many times I've just been sitting home. Someone called me like, let's go out, you exactly. bitch. Like, all right, <laughs> all right, I'll like come. like $300, $400 on a random <laughs> oh, Tuesday. And you're bad. like, oh, it's okay. Bad. Yeah, it's just have this week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a, couple, a couple of things that you mentioned there specifically. So you mentioned, so from what you're getting on a monthly standpoint, if you don't mind me asking, like, how much do you set aside for that fund automatically? How much do you set aside for the, the fun fund? Hmm. And then how much are you spending on, like, Ex- just your typical expenses per month. Okay. When I set it out, because you know when you, uh, you're going through the whole um, job orientation process where you're setting up your accounts, all that, you mm-hmm. can allocate it. I forgot what rule I was using. You know, when you split, what is it? 2020, 20, 20, what was it? Oh, savings, investing, and whatnot you're talking about? Or yeah, well, I... Oh, I, like the, tw- the 28 or 20, 30, 50 thing? Something like that, yeah. I essentially set it up like that. So yeah. I'm always saving something. So it might not even be a crazy amount. I can't even tell you how, many, how much it is because I don't even look at that account. So I'm oh, not tempted. Wow, really? That's kind of nice. I can't Ooh. do it anymore. <laughs> like I used to do it in Dallas and like every now and then I dip into it and can't do it anymore. So <laughs> now I just... Uh, <laughs> eyes are off but i know that that gives me some type of security if something happens yeah is there a certain goal that you want that fun to hit or you don't care you're just always going to put aside money no matter like what i think i want to continue to always put something aside um uh, there's always financial goals that i'm going towards i think nowadays like uh right now i'm going to continue to do that maybe for the next two three years Mm -hmm. but eventually i want to take that fun and go into something a little bit more permanent like maybe Go somewhere, <laughs> middle America, and like you know, like purchase oh, a house. Wow. Probably wouldn't be too much, and like you know, obviously, it depends where you're at. But yeah, you know, go about that, and then you know, rent that out or something like that. That's kind of the mm-hmm. goals I'm heading to with this fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's too far off from that point. So that's wow. a good point that you bring up because I think we actually forget to ask people this: yeah. of like, okay, so you're saving money there, but why? Is it for just like security to just to have for a rainy day? Is it to do Mm. what you're doing, like have that money to actually put down for an investment? So like, does that mean, are you investing right now too? Or is it, is that your like saving to invest kind of fund? Yeah. Um, a little bit of both. Uh, I know that every now and then I'll see something and I'll go into it. It might even be like bonds or something like that. Very like low risk. Um, Things like that, but I, I bonds sound so weird. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that so, odd? I didn't think bonds would come out of your mouth. No, <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. Oh, I got my dad. He's got me hip to a lot of this shit. So this is not Aww. this is not my knowledge firsthand. <laughs> uh, but it, I mean, in terms of goals, uh, I think what drives it is like a the sense of like generational wealth. Mm. I think, especially as people of color, we're always going to be at a disadvantage of not having that being sewed into our fabric of life Mm -hmm. but the idea of being able to even be in a position that i can one day grow towards that or like you know path charter path towards that that's that's the goal exactly so that's what i'm looking for though you know i'm at the very start of it so yeah we'll see where it goes we talked a lot about this on our way to house of yes when we were (laughs) (laughs) really yeah we were were not sober (laughs) talking about (laughs) not generational uh generational type stuff but like if, if you don't mind me asking too just the your, your upbringing your background yeah 
uh, that got you to this point in time? Like, what was the financial situation like growing up? And like, how would you say that compares to like, where are you at? Yeah, um, I would say always uh, middle, 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 or maybe middle low. Um, always in a position where, you know, we didn't really have to worry about, you know, where it's food coming from, shelter, warmth, um, luxuries, toys. Necessities. Yeah, necessities, entertainment, things like that, uh, trips. Um, not crazy places, but, you know, we, we go on trips and this and that. Yeah. So I, it was, I've always been positioned to where, like, I could see both sides, um, you know, mm-hmm something people close to poverty Mm. or people that are just disgustingly well off wealthy and it was always interesting always interesting to see that because it kind of makes you uh think what route am i going to take or you know like what am i going to gravitate towards more you know what do i want to do it myself because where do i want to yeah because i've always been in the middle so it's like well i'm okay this doesn't seem uncomfortable but (laughs) you know it's interesting to see both of those lives uh on both sides of you yeah, I completely understand that because especially for me, I grew up in, uh, I think we talked about this a little bit, but it, Jersey's pretty diverse, but the town I moved to in Jersey was like not diverse at all. Oh, I remember this. And this it was so funny yeah, to see the complete opposite side of what I was used to before. Yeah. Just puts things into perspective for you, right? Like, I think that's what made it easier for me to work harder just because I knew like I, I was getting like top accolades, even though I wasn't even trying my hardest, but just because the people around me weren't even exactly. trying harder than like they were yeah. trying way less than I was because they've exactly. already had everything that they that everything is a motherfucker. I think I was on the other side where I wasn't putting a giant amount of effort into things when I was younger, but I would see I think it was because I was around people that didn't, mm-hmm. but they had much more in their to family. Lean on. Exactly. Yeah. There was much more. And then it kind of took me a while. And I started seeing that more in high school where it's like, oh, fuck, no. <laughs> Just because I'm associated with these people doesn't yeah. mean I can, I have this way to back. Like, I got to get myself fucking energized. <laughs> you and, stick around long yeah, enough. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Like, I got to wake up. That's hilarious. Yeah. It's a weird thing. And y- you don't really come to terms with that until you meet other people. Yeah. And then you realize, holy shit, no, like, you've been working on your life and you're doing this for maybe your children or like your family or you know family members things like that but mm-hmm. um that's the driving goal but it's because you don't have that it's the the absence of that comfortability that a lot of people yeah do have. well which brings me to the question and this is just a hypothetical question but sure. why is it so taboo for parents to talk to their kids about finances and like what they do and yeah. how they got there because a lot of my friends growing mm-hmm. up same as you right they were just some of them like well off, mm-hmm. never asked why, never knew why. I also to this day don't even know how much my dad makes because he doesn't talk to me about it. And yeah. when I try to ask my mom like our financial situation sometimes, she like doesn't give me explicit answers. She but it's, is, it's so vague. Yeah. And it's interesting to know. I think it gives you at least a leg up to understand how one person mm-hmm. went to a specific path and then how much they're making now, how they got there. Because a lot of times, like you can't just be around these people by proximity because, again, the kids have no idea yeah. Yeah. how their parents even exactly. got there. Yeah. You know, so I always found it interesting why that was taboo because I was always curious with my parents. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm curious too. Um, kind of same thing with you with my uh, my parents. They never really told me, but I think when I look at their perspective, it was 
if we had to speak about money, it was because there was an issue. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. the the lack of speaking about it kind of conveys, hey, we're good. We're comfortable. Oh, my we don't God. Have I think to. you're right. But yeah. then on the flip, you're not being able to see how they tracked that place where they can exactly. be comfortable and not have to speak about it. You need to see yeah. how it's made. Right. Mm-hmm. But there's always that lack of conversation, which never goes in your favor. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure none of us have trust funds. So, yeah, <laughs> I know. I don't know how I'd, I'd even approach that conversation like kids in the future but it's not about taxes and shit no one no. wants to talk about that yeah. we're talking exactly. about like you know yeah. the high level stuff exactly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you study by the way like out from your experience then what oh. you decided to go oh wow uh my <laughs> wait also how old are you did we ask uh, that? that's like 25. 25 25 that's right yeah. yeah um what i studied in school is it's pretty much uh food economics in a way the actual title cool. is Food Industry like Management. Yeah, exactly. So started off uh, cool. first two years doing ag, <laughs> mm-hmm. agricultural <laughs> business management. Yeah. And then basically the reference there is that you just learn finances, business, conduct, but all based on, you know, agriculture, mm-hmm. farming, That's wild. Um, the That's supply so chain. Um, it might be really cool. national or global really depends and then i i swapped i was in the same college and then i did food industry management and what you learn there is um pretty much the same thing but that's when you're getting more like public policy involved and Mm -hmm. seeing how it works on a nat or a global scale so you know the war with ukraine russia that's huge on maize and corn and you know they're giant exporter of that about Mm -hmm. 70 percent in the world for that so that obviously fucked up that supply chain so <laughs> you, you just learn you just learn how everything's connected and i don't know that's always been interesting to me make a really wait so how joke. did yeah you, what joke? i'm not gonna make it all right it was, floor is yours what's about up? russia and corn i don't want to make it anymore <laughs> <laughs> how you got to uh this job that you're currently at because you studied something completely different and then yeah. you went into mm-hmm. yeah so oh yeah great question uh what i'm doing right now Definitely didn't see myself here, nor do I see myself staying there. Um, mm. Luckily, with my particular company, we work with a lot of the companies and or firms that I want to eventually work with that are in agriculture and food. So as I try towards that, I'm essentially gathering a lot of skills, um, etiquette, professional etiquette, things like that as I go along, hopefully yeah. relationships, and then I can land that. But that's hopefully in the foreseeable future, pretty close sooner than oh, later i'm excited well you're like this. you're kind of a, just a huge value add because you're making these the experts money yeah. yeah and also hooking up the consultants with them exactly so have you actually any one of them that's actually close to what you want to do like any of the partners that you work with or the experts um there's a few that are really interesting that are more specific but i think it really originates with me like what do i want to do because mm-hmm. if you say food or agriculture that's way too broad there's so many areas you can go into niche or not. Like there's so many things you can track with it. But I, I've been looking at um, the more like the international scale with things. So mm. hopefully I can do something with that. Just might be like a facilitation of interactions. You know how there's secret agent. I yeah. know. Come I on. know. This is, I'm like <laughs> worldwide. Come on. <laughs> oh my God. He's stuff. a worldwide yeah, agent. Come on. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm giving a false act. <laughs> <laughs> What's that movie? Um, uh, Killers. Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, I've never seen it. Oh, that sounds familiar. 
<laughs> Children of the corn. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, this is the, the no, you're okay. international you're okay. facilitating conversation. But you're asking me how I got to this point. Now I'm just imagining you going around the world yeah. going like. I wish. No, <laughs> I wish. I wish. Um, I don't even know how I got here. I I think what happened was in high school. I always had this odd fascination with science, but not so much mm-hmm. that I wanted to really dive into, you know, the actual makings of science, but I loved it as a reference point and just like how it kind of explains part of the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. I think that was always been great. Yeah. And then there's always an appreciation with business, which essentially is just connecting with people. Yeah. And I think one of my uh, teachers, she said, well, if you like that, then there's these majors. And she gave me like a list of schools. was like, check them out. Did. And then That's cool. You had a teacher went, like that. Yeah, she was, she was involved. My science teacher actually too. Wow. So it was great. Uh, and so it's just nice to incorporate that because now I still feel connected to um, agriculture and food, which I think is just great because uh, it connects what the globe yeah. <laughs> and for literally. nourishment for what they need. <laughs> but then also does. Yeah. doesn't make me feel as bad as if I make a little bag on the side yeah. <laughs> for helping that process too. You know what? That's a great way to look at it because no one would. The whole world relies on food yeah. and the supply yeah. chain, like every single country. Yeah. And yeah. they're always gonna. It's cool that your teacher is no bullshit. Like she was yeah. able to tell you, don't take biology. Yeah. Like dude, X, Y, Z. Yeah. It was it was flipped because uh, originally I was like, she asked me what I wanted to do when I went to college. Uh, and I was like, oh, I don't know, business. And she's like, no, don't do that. Like, don't, <laughs> don't just go the one business route. And she's yeah. like, it's yeah. fine if you do, but this is the the world you're limiting yourself to and clearly like you like something i remember i like wrote like a paper and like that's when i got the feedback mm-hmm. and it was just i don't know it was a pipe dream just in terms of like supply chain a few like uh mm-hmm. potential solutions and she just kind of um ran with it and gave me the advice and i'm glad i went with it did you know though like say for that major did you take into consideration uh how much like that major was gonna cost school wise and then also what the salaries were for what the job you're looking for afterwards or not really yeah that i i think that was a interesting thing with my parents is uh there was a few criteria they gave me they gave me one um how much does it cost <laughs> where is it at where is it located <laughs> two where can you take that what what can you what type of jobs can you get after that oh wow and then three which i think is a huge one is uh is it safe to go to these areas that you want to go to these potential colleges too mm-hmm. just as like a man of color you know yeah. just thinking mm-hmm. about that so it helped me like kind of frame it um there's a few places i was looking at but they're just insane like uh, uc davis has a great agriculture, agriculture program. they are yeah. top top in the really country good. right but holy shit it's so expensive it's like 65 yeah. day or something yeah, yeah per like year it's crazy. crazy and then you know uh, my hometown like my home state it's they have a great program too and it's 25 a year yeah. so you know if you do the math you don't get you know scholarships things like that or if you just don't want to be in debt it just mm-hmm. it's kind of no-brainer there that's um, a tough decision to make too because th- i actually don't know this but like if you got that degree in uc davis how much more ahead would you be than someone else with the same degree from another school? I'm, like, I don't know if UC Davis is like the Harvard, like a Harvard. Right. They are top tier, but yeah. like, I don't know if it's like Harvard kind of. Right. I think it know. depends where you bring it to. Um, I think in terms of agriculture, you you got, I wouldn't say you haven't made, but it's, it's a hard feat to even get into that mm. school for that particular thing because yeah. I bet it's very competitive for that end. Mm. Um, so obviously... You know, and you have like, uh, just take it back to like a school reference, like, you know, law school, med school, you know, like if you're doing well, there's already 
law firms that are looking at you if you're top mm-hmm. of your class yeah. and you're just a freshman. You or know, they only you're, look sorry, at your like Your first year, you know, so Theater exactly. Yeah. So like they're already looking at you with that. Yeah. I don't know if they're that active because it's not that route. But, Specific industry. Right, like, yeah, but yeah. you're gonna, I think the big thing with schools like that is that they have the resources. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna run into a professor or like, you know, even a TA that knows someone of someone that might be connected to another thing. That's a good point. And you just network that way. So I think with that type of industry, it's just the context it's a great point because it's like my younger brother's in berkeley right now for computer engineering and literally uh any software engineering company sees berkeley in your resume they're like oh we gotta hire this kid because they're the top two in the nation for like exactly software engineering so that that makes uh a ton of sense and like did you your parents by the way the recommendations your parents made on point those three recommendations like you need that (laughs) what was this did you figure out the second point around like what kind of jobs were available no because you're trying to do that right now yeah Yeah. i think i'm still figuring that out um there's just so many i think that was my biggest part especially graduating college it was not that there was a lack of jobs and i know that's a crazy thing to say but i'm (laughs) blessed to say it uh it it was just too many options it was just what route did I want to take? You know, did I immediately want to like work for, I don't know, a, a Tyson or a Cargill mm. and then start ground up being like a associate supervisor at a factory for they're more six tech forward than you think Tyson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, they're great. They're yeah. great. I mean like even Walmart, like their, their, uh, research and department is great. So there's, yeah. there's a lot of things like that, but I don't know. It's just kind of figuring out as it goes. So <laughs> I, I think I'm more of an opportunistic, um, perspective Just keeping your person. eye out yeah always yeah. looking out. always looking always looking okay when you find the blueprint let us know because we definitely talk to a lot of people that want to get mm-hmm. to not so much agriculture but like even sustainability but yeah. to me that those two relate in a little bit in the sense right absolutely for you personally is there any like monetary goal that you have or it's more of like a it's not a monetary thing it's something else it's like kind of driving you um i i would say it's the the, the passion aspect of it because the way i look at it is if i'm happy with the job i'm working the money will come it seems a little Mm -hmm. bit foolish very happy-go-lucky perspective yeah but uh, that's just kind of the route i'm taking but also what i'm hoping to achieve in terms of my passion and goals it 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 wouldn't go lower monetarily (laughs) only higher (laughs) luckily i have that mindset (laughs) and i realize that so we'll, we'll see how it goes i'll give you a i love that that's hilarious yeah one of my one of my favorite mentors told me the same things like money is just math that's easy it's how you provide value for others that's the hard part yeah and that's something that you learn along the way i love that too yeah because i've done i think like even the startups that i've tried before personally outside of work they've always failed because i had the money first in mind Mm -hmm. and i was young i'm was young right so i was just like doing things i'm like oh i can make money this way i can make money that way but you realize it's like not sustainable sustainable to live your life just chasing mm-hmm. yeah you know the value but, i mean there, there's value amount too though i think as a kid growing up i've always been on the flip side i've always been the eh, like i i just want to <laughs> like you know i want it to be enjoyable and something yeah. i genuinely care about yeah but you can't always have that because at the end of the day you need money just to survive even be sustainable mm-hmm. that yeah. way so i think you have to find that balance that balance between the two yeah just find what works for you i feel you on that and then I think from this point on, we could get into uh, some of the fun shit What's that we had in mind yeah. for, yeah. And so um, I'll let Ronza, you kick off that segment <laughs> in a second. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask as far as like, uh, uh, two questions actually. 
maybe one about just investments overall that you're making today. Like, are, are you in, investing anywhere outside of bonds? You mentioned bonds. Are you into like stocks too? Do you have like a side hustle that you're starting up? I was doing stocks for a little bit and just realized that it's just such a gamble yeah. <laughs> that a gamble that I just do poorly with. So I, I, there's a few that I still have. And I'm like, fuck it. I'll just ride it out to the wheels fall off. <laughs> um, but no, I, I would say right now I'm not investing as much as I was a year, two years ago. I, I don't know what put that on the back burner, but maybe it was just me allocating to that fund and hoping to, you know, like yeah. buy property or something like that or land. Yeah. Maybe that's what cut it off, but. I don't know. No, not that. How much did you lose from that investment, the stocks you're talking about? <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> oh, no. it, was, it was a lot, so much so that. All I, right, tell I, me tell me when to stop. Uh, there you go. Well, right there. This much? Yeah. That much? Oh, my God. That's big yeah. any way you look at it. Yeah. yeah. It's a big uh, bag. I'm not happy with that. <laughs> but I, I, will, I will fault myself, you know, just ill-advised and just kind of. Going with the market. I think that's the biggest thing that was my downfall. Was what, just, what stock was it, if you don't mind me? At, uh, it was like a penny stock or some shit? Or like, what was it? I have to check again. It was... But it's like one of those that's not well known. You just saw like right. an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And like <laughs> getting, getting crazy returns for a while. I'm like, fuck yeah, double down. <laughs> <laughs> and then of course the second I double down, it's like, yo, oh, you fucking idiot. <laughs> oh no. Uh, oh, you guys yeah. just brought me some heartache when I think about that. I put oh. that behind me. But you know, it's okay. Yeah. We ball. <laughs> My, our last oh. guest I was in here lost a ton of money out there. Mm. Oh, really? Robin Hood and... GameStop. Yeah. Fuck. Same thing. The He's AMC. like, let's double down. Yeah, yeah AMC sucks. and shit. Hilarious. Well, now that you're down bad, maybe I invest in there. I was <laughs> down bad. I'm finally back. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> maybe maybe yeah, I'm on the come We should, up we should uh, talk after this. Uh, like, do we you make wanna, some investments like, together. Do you hedge your, uh, yeah, you want to hedge your bets? Let's do it. I'll give you a good price. Hey, I'm down for a consortium. Let's do it. That's hilarious. Is that probably like... Was that one of the worst financial decisions you think you've made or have you made? Do you think there's something else that like tops the bill there? I, I think that is the most uh, conventional financial decision I made. That's really poor. I like how you heard of that. Yeah, that was, I, I think that so. Was great. Great. I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? Yeah. Right. But <laughs> you guys, you guys. Are too A much. conventionally <laughs> poor decision. But now I'm like, what's the other yeah, thing? Well, I, I guess the other ones are more just like. I'm sure you've had friends that have ideas and you're like, well, I believe in you. So I'll, you know, go along with that process, though. I'm not expecting returns immediately. Like those are losses mm -hmm. there. Yeah. I think I've had plenty of those opportunities where, you know, not necessarily you get looped into something, but, you know, you're believing in a person and yeah. you're not really taking into account the, the tools that you have accessible to, you, you know, mm -hmm. like I could easily like pull up a trends map or, you know, just do some research on the news and just like read into what's going on, see what expectations are. I could have done all that. I didn't. Yeah. I was like, I yeah. went way too <laughs> subjective with it. Instead of objective. Like, so, I like you so. Yeah. So I think nowadays when I do investments, I, I got to check out the back end, you know? Well, now I'm, I love this back end. I know. Because I'm a software engineer. <laughs> so it's like we use front end back end. It just cracks me up. But anytime he says back end, your eyes lit up. Yeah. It's just it's so funny. It's so funny. It's to too me, much word yeah. jargon. I've been using it too much. <laughs> <laughs> I've been talking with all the software guys as well. I'm going to be talking to so many people like that too. Like, oh yeah, it's my back end stuff. Yeah. It's my I'm bad with that. <laughs> yeah. But for, uh, whatchamacallit, for the investments that you made in your friends, for instance, are you talking about like 
were the kind of things like Herbalife or Verve. You remember Verve, mm-hmm. that energy drink that people, it's like a multi-level marketing scheme. Wow. Oh, like kids use, or is this an actual company? Idea? No, no, actual Did companies. You really? Actual companies. Actual um, companies. Yeah, when I was telling you that, uh, you know, I, the reason I didn't go to Chicago is because mm-hmm. one of my friends, he came to visit. It was because he's getting his own shop started up with something oh. in terms oh, of uh, web design and you know, like oh. more media presence for mm-hmm. like events and things like that. Cool. And so I know he did something previous and I don't think I was directly uh, an investor in something like that, but like I had I had something at stake. Yeah, yeah. So it was legitimate in that sense, but like I get it, you know, sometimes you hit, sometimes you don't. Yeah. But yeah. you know, he's, he's still going. Definitely not doing pyramid schemes. Like that. <laughs> That's not my route. I got you, into you said one. You said you almost got into one. You I got, got into, into a pyramid scheme? I almost got into one too. I got the package very, and I was like 14 years me. old. Same. I, mine was in 2020. It's funny though for my... <laughs> It's funny. Oh, 2020? Yeah. yeah. He said 14. He said, <laughs> I was, I was like, 22. Yeah. I was like, wait, when I knew yeah, I, yeah. I had, it was the shampoo one. Like, oh, this girl. What's the name of? I, forget, I know what you're talking about. But like I got I looped exactly in because about. I saw a story and I like messaged the girl. And then we had like a great conversation on Instagram voice messaging. We had a Zoom call. I loved her. I got sucked in. I got, oh, I got fooled. And so I bought the packaging and like i bought it and then i did all the research three hundred dollars later all the research found out what mlms were i didn't know what they were prior and then i texted all my friends and i was like guys like what did i just do and then the package came and i sent it back and i told her like i don't want to be involved all the girls in the group followed me on instagram then after i sent it back they unfollowed me Wow. Oh, wow, that's great. What was the promise that you're just gonna make like hundreds of thousands of dollars? Yeah, but was... I, I just had to post a few times using the product and like all this stuff. And but did someone else have to sign up to? You put a down payment in, right? Yeah, yeah. I had to get the stuff, and then I yeah. had to like get a get certain amount people of people to under you to buy yeah, stuff. Yeah. I just I can't. And yeah, there was it was a system. system. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, multi level. There was the the girl that was like my mother of like the group or whatever. Her she mother. had like I don't know how to say it. There was like five oh, others no. of us, and then she had an upper person that had like. I can't believe I got sucked into that. Yeah, that's... I felt so stupid. I was so I haven't told anyone until right now. I've been so embarrassed about it. I got into something similar when I was like 14, 15. <laughs> and I was trying to figure out money, but it's so funny that you said 2020. I was like, yeah, I was good. I was poor. 14. <laughs> you gotta live and you learn, right? Yeah. yeah. Investing in friends though is like no small thing Mm-mm. to no, do. That's like no. I, I totally it's... agree. Um, but with him, he's more data driven, so mm-hmm. it's it was a no brainer, and I will continuously do it with him just because you know I believe in that kid and. Aww. He's 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 a great guy. You should definitely get him on here. I think you guys would have a yeah. If he wants field to, day. if he wants to come, hey, I will set on. it up. I will be your point of contact. Doing his job. International international contact. Look at that. Okay, you want to get Mr. B? Do you have a financial fetish? You have to explain. I know. Well, what do you think it is? Yeah, yeah. A financial fetish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something that I love to spend money on, right? Something that gives you pleasure that other people may not do but you do money wise money wise that i spend my money on or save or yeah just something that you do with your money that other people don't do that you find pleasure in there we go mm. that's nice yeah. <laughs> that was it i was synced up that made me feel a little bit better uh honestly I, no i i don't think i have anything i think the reason why is because again i'm my personality is kind of bad in the sense that I'm very happy-go-lucky to some extent. 
And so it it like I'm more like I vary. So I'm like Jacko and Hyde with things. <laughs> so like some days I'm very disciplined and the other days I'm way too impulsive. Like I went out with um, Mr. H. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> on the two. And you guys on ended up at, at a nice little place Spot. next to the gas station <laughs> yeah. over by the Mirage. You know how much I spent that night? <laughs> oh, God. How much? 1200 1200 <gasps> yeah. On the two. <laughs> I'm so stupid. Oh my I'm, god! I'm like, I was shocked. I was so. shocked I thought that was like your friendly neighborhood kind of place, not the kind of place no. that runs you twelve hundred like no. middle, like mm-hmm. midtown. No, you know what that I mean? was that was my second time ever in establishment like that, and in the same week. Yeah, because before yeah. I went with the same the person. Same, I know. The weekend, and it wasn't bad. It was like three hundred. I was like, ah, oh, bro, I'm stupid, and then. <laughs> Of course, someone, it's a Wednesday, and we've had a few drinks, and someone's like, let's go. I'm like, well, okay. <laughs> and then started up, I'm like, all right, all right, I'm out after 100, and then next thing I know, I'm a grand in. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up the next day, looked at my bank account, put my phone down, and just went right back to sleep. I was like, nope. <laughs> oh my God. I would consider that, I could say that a financial fetish, potentially. If, if, if oh, it starts no. becoming I, a problem. I can't, I can't, I can't run it If it starts back, becoming a problem. Then that is, that is yeah. yeah. That is I'll absolutely. check in every every week or so and ask if you've been back. What's funny too is I, I need that. I really I will. That. I'll check in. I thought you were saying that you didn't have a financial fetish because like everything gives you pleasure. Oh, Like no. everything you spend money on, you're no. just like getting pleasure here, you're getting no. pleasure there. Yeah. No. no so. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah that was that was for sure the dumbest shit I've i ever really done hope people know what we're talking about oh it's pretty it's pretty easy to draw <laughs> you know, it's your friendly neighborhood uh establishment, yeah, establishment, yeah. establishment. kind of people over there established uh-huh. <laughs> a nice that crowd. was the thing too i was just too willing with it like i knew <laughs> i knew exactly what i was doing. i was like ah, okay this is hilarious oh yeah you know what you're yeah. getting yourself into yeah i was like i was like to my to me it's a joke but it's like damn dude like this joke was not worth twelve hundred. <laughs> yeah. Um, when it comes to long term for you, yeah, like what are some of the long term goals you have, and how are you planning on actually getting getting there? Right. Um. Well, immediately, I'm thinking Roth <laughs> IRA mm. things like that. <laughs> well, seriously though, like just to have that in addition to you know the ooh, one that you don't it, look at. Right. Exactly. I don't know. I think just having more established, um, diversified, right? So like there's there's no particular thing. And I think in this age, um, there's just so many things you can potentially invest in that can you yeah. know, give you returns. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like it's, it's just tracking things to see like what do you think is going to blow up? What's going to be expected? Um, but I've been seeing that like land is a big one. So like I think that's a big goal is like if I can purchase land mm. to some degree and just hold on to it for as long as I can, that's a great starting place, right? But yeah. in terms of that, I have no idea. <laughs> that's why I need that's why I'm here. I, I need to connect with you guys. <laughs> to be with I think for for the short and medium term, I'm solid you know Mm -hmm. i'm good but i think i need to start thinking more long term especially as i progress in my career get more money like especially Mm -hmm. after this job i imagine i'd keep going up and up right so i think having that mindset already developed Mm -hmm. before i get that it's better Mm -hmm. than me having to develop develop it while i have just an outlandish amount of money because it's like what the fuck am i gonna do other than 
you know, have soirees and <laughs> good, good plan. <laughs> oh my god, can we come to a soiree? Have their own soirees, right? Here or there, every now and then, right? Yeah, but it's cool though because sometimes no one at the end of the day, a lot of people don't know what the fuck is going on, right? And yeah. uh, sometimes sh- as you're just putting in the work, like things just start to come to you, especially in New York City. I'm sure you've been realizing now. There's just so many different people here that are all doing something different that actually connects to you somehow, yeah, some way, you know, but. I'm sure it's like one of those things that will just pop up in your head out of nowhere and you're just going to be like, oh, damn, I'm like sold on this specific mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the hope. Vision. I, I think that's the hope. Just something that jumps in my eye and that just like appeals to me, you know, like yeah. it's gravitating towards, I hope. Um, It'll but, come. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever gotten to like anything entrepreneurship-wise? Oh, that's a good question. Hmm, that's a good question. Um, what, what qualifies it? Because I feel like there's been plenty of degrees that I've been near it, especially even with my friend. Like that's kind of like an entrepreneur mm. excursion, right? Yeah. But also, I, I don't know. I, I guess for the most part, I've just kind of been. <laughs> sounds so bad. I've been on pace with the, like the the status quo mm-hmm. in terms of things like that. But I I have been noticing I've been more willing to look at things a little bit more deeply, or just like just as an opportunity. Yeah. But no, I don't. Not really. That that's not been in my blood you know mm-hmm. which is interesting it's kind of nice you're aware yeah, yeah. and honestly investing in your friends kind of yeah. gives you like a hand in it without having to i think that's the mo- that's it. the closest thing to my life because like i mean i have plenty of friends that are entrepreneurs and they want to do things and build be their own bosses this and that mm-hmm. i've never had that drive not that i'm saying you know i want to just sit in this company forever yeah. and work for them but i've always just seen like a natural progression to where mm-hmm. like i'm going to be somewhere i need to be for the time being and when i see enough things established or some type yeah. of precedent set that i don't fuck with yeah. then i'm out and then i'm on to the next one yeah but when it comes to just like the idea of being an entrepreneur it just didn't jump to me this is a weird one to say <laughs> no i like that i'm glad i can voice this no i like that it's uh for some people that haven't tried it before it's a lot harder than it looks yeah. not as fun not as sexy because like imagine if there's always that dilemma. We're in our 20s now. Imagine if you're trying to run your own company right now without having any funding, bootstrapped mm-hmm. off the ground. Like yeah. you're just living a completely different lifestyle. Yeah. And, and working all the time versus like what we're doing. Right. right and now, you yeah. it, you have to be able to see the the value beyond surface level. So yeah. like you have to be able to read some type of situation or like even like a person or like any type of potential deal and see how it goes the long haul yeah. too. So there's so much that's involved with it that I think you have to be willing to take on. So I, I admire that because mm-hmm. that, that's not easy to do yeah. on any given day. There's just so much that's involved and I'm sure there could be some type of self-doubt too, but like you just kind of have to stick with what you've gone yeah. with because if you revert, then you've just kind of undone everything you did up to that point. to that point, yeah. yeah. But it's like how much time, you keep thinking short-term, then you think long-term bit, yeah. then you're like, oh wait, no, I got to think short-term again. What is the perfect thing? Yeah, see, that's the yeah. crazy part about it. Or the balance. But I guess that's what expansion is though, right? Like yeah. that's when you get more people on board that you can actually trust to mm-hmm. hold this particular thing <laughs> that's what we're about this is I real know. world action mr yeah. b mm-hmm. he's about to send the coordinates to <laughs> <some>. <laughs> <laughs> for, <laughs> for the secret mission <laughs> y'all seeing this live yeah oh my god gotta blur it out one of my one of my boys he has a podcast of um he has like 
He has like 350k subscribers on YouTube, actually. So it's a really successful podcast, and he always brings in these uh, ex CIA agents. Is it the like conspiracy one? Uh, not so much conspiracy, more so I guess parts of it are conspiracy, but it's like the day in the life of what the CIA agents actually oh, did. Sick. Highly That's recommend. cool. Yeah, I Julian Dory, Trendifier. Cool. Highly recommend checking that out. Yeah, it is cool to see like what they actually do and how that relates to like what does and whatnot. <laughs> Mr. B. <laughs> or Mr. B. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The end of this is just going to be a bunch of beeping. I want to go to the new kith really bad. I'm well, actually kind of upset. I'm upset that they went without us. You think they'd be there for a while? Let's just go and meet them. We can if pack this later. I'm saying if they're still there, I'd 100% Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, 100% go. Because they're not going to buy me something. <laughs> yeah, let me just cop you $200. The sh- so I bought a shot glass from there for like six, 40 bucks. Shot glass is 40 oh, beans? I think it was 25 I made that 25 did and he, I lost could it. Could even fit Kith in the shot glass? Yeah, it just says Kith. It, uh, it just was says Kith. really cute. It was black and it was, I lost it in my last apartment. Oh, damn, really? 40 beans. My dad loves Kith. Every time he comes to the city, we always go. He always gets me something and then he always gets something for himself. And <laughs> I bought him a Kith hat for Christmas. Oh, that's pretty sick, actually. I know, I'm a nice daughter. Kith is like <laughs> one of those brands where it's solid. You know you're not wearing it just to be a hype beast. Mm, it's sick. Like It's you know, actually it's a, cool. Yeah. But you also know it's a little bit like too expensive for mm-hmm. what they're selling. Yeah. So it's like a nice middle point. It's a not... middle point where it's like you're buying it for the brand because you like the brand. Yeah. And like you just ultimately think it's cool, but it's not like Supreme. Yeah. I don't, I like the brand, not love it, honestly. I bought a sweatshirt mm-hmm. there one time that was, uh, oh man, that was Kith a sweatshirt. Kith or Supreme? Kith. It was a sweatshirt that I threw up in at Soho Grand. Oh. That night I was throwing up at Soho Grand. That guy's, that night. <laughs> <laughs> Mike was being pulled out of Soho Grand and then we went out after him and he was just sitting on the sidewalk. (laughs) (laughs) And y'all were talking about drinking at the next place. I was throwing up the side. So I'll tell you what, I've never been. If you've seen uh, Doctor Strange, that was me. I was going like this through the middle of the club. I've never thrown up inside a club. Well, that's not true. He was like hunched over like this. We were blocking him so that no one would see him and he just starts vomiting that was the second time in my life i've ever thrown up inside a club but this I'm time it was like could be out in the open no one gave a fuck <laughs> and i was just throwing up <laughs> it was in so the bad. this little like in new york yeah it was so grand, grand the hotel um, the hotel they had, like, and it was a, a thursday <laughs> it was a thursday too oh my god i was that's so fucked up <laughs> yeah i was dude shot. the amount of people i've seen not give a fuck in the city is just scary <laughs> constantly like rats just jumping out of trees and shit. <laughs> people are not batting an eye i'm like was that a squirrel someone will laugh a squirrel haha there's no fucking squirrel bro my city. dog tries to play with them because they're so big oh, she thinks they're oh, fucking ew. like oh no dog. what's the moving here what's the craziest like new york shit that oh. but not like out of the blue it's like it happens often what like new york shit that you saw you're like wow this is crazy that mm. new yorkers just keep doing this fuck <laughs> the the amount of people that walk in walk in front of like ongoing traffic <laughs> is insane without batting an eye keeping their pace they'll just keep walking headphones and i'm like yo that car is going 40 miles per hour you're gonna get nailed and they don't care and they're like if they honk at them they'll look at them and stare at them like, why? and they keep going yeah they'll i'll look at i mean That's i some don't confidence right there. <laughs> no, they do. you get pissed off if someone honks at you even though it's yeah stopped. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> Everyone crazy. loves to act like the like big dog yeah. until they actually get hit by the car. My friend mm. like blew out his entire ACL, MCL, oh all that God. gone. Got hit by a car going 15 miles an hour. In Delaware, 
you can't jaywalk. You're going to get a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, the natural pause there. Where I was like, wow. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that's there's crazy. some places that take it serious. That's fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Stay everyone stay out of uh stay out of Delaware. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're trying to buy laptops. I heard this tax free. Really? Yeah. Set up a headquarters there. Yeah. Oh. Tax breaks. Yeah. yeah. Mr. B, appreciate you tuning in for the show. How Thank was you so how much. was the experience by the way? The first time being in a it was great. Podcast? I mean, but like look at the host. Like you guys are killing oh. it. Come on now. You guys are killing it. No, this was super fun, enjoyable. It's great to even talk about my finances in a space like this. So thanks yeah. for having me. Hopefully, uh, I have something to offer down the line in terms of updates. And <laughs> I'm excited. And I'm excited like for you, bro. Yeah, I appreciate that. Not an easy okay. thing to do. We get it. That's why it's hard for us to find guests sometimes in mm-hmm. here, too. But I appreciate you hopping on nonetheless, bro. Uh, for everyone else tuning in, thanks for uh, listening. We are going to be in Spotify soon. So we're going to go ahead and upload Congrats. off popular request from... <laughs> A handful of people <laughs> <laughs> from three people from three people in the comments yeah we'll be we'll be in spotify soon and then it's all for you <laughs> <laughs> uh as far as our handles goes it's at eat my assets com uh except for youtube that's just straight up at eat my assets but with that rods if you want to kick us off we will see you next time <laughs> episode 15 rods favorite number no 14 is my favorite number <laughs> did you do that on purpose yeah